Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. Hey! Hey guys, what's hey. up? Welcome to AfterBuzz TV, your spot for after show entertainment. You're here. We're ready to rock. We've got the Musketeers episode three commodities today. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Lovely panel, as always, to my left, Yelt Eagle. Hey everybody. Across the table, Kate Aquilano. Hi guys. And Lizards Maui. What's up? What's me back? Welcome. So, how are we doing? Pretty good. What do you think of episode three? I loved it. You loved it? I loved it. No, I really, I mean, I'm so amped for the rest of this season. It, it was one of my favorite episodes. Of, of the three, I think of it's my three. favorite thus far. Yes. Last week we talked about it being, you know, procedural. And I think it was it was still that. Mm-hmm. But there was a little more, which I'm hoping it'll go more to not being procedural in the future with the whole, like, continuing of Milady Athos. I'm sure that we'll get into all that. But it was a good episode. I liked it. Yeah. I loved that we got answers that we had talked about and been like, oh, we're not going to find out for until the end of the season. But no, we got answers. They gave it to us right away. Yeah. yeah. I was actually <laughs> surprised. But I love that, uh, it, again, it's a procedural. It was very much a, here's the story of the week, guys. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, one of our YouTube video, uh, followers commented, mm-hmm. and you commented back to them, yeah. about how, that's funny, our predictions, some of them are like really far off base and some of them right on. And he commented, though, about there being, procedural feel but then this overarching story which you just talked about Kate yeah. mm-hmm. and so they're like hinting at these things that they already know because they've already seen this season and since we have yet to see all the episodes they were kind of kind of giving us a hard time but yeah. sort of you know hey we're catching on it. we're getting there I love when someone on YouTube tells us by the way your predictions way off <laughs> that's never gonna happen yeah. well, sometimes our predictions are just like made up yeah. It's just that yeah. we actually want to see ourselves as fans, not what is actually good for the story. Right. Yeah. But I, we can hope. 
my lady and my man should get together. <laughs> your lady and your man, I Carter don't Richelieu. Think that's happen. Whatever, it should happen, guys. <laughs> well, you know, if not, I'm sure Aramis is going to hook up with somebody because that's what Aramis does. Yes. That's like a given. That's yeah. like our one solid thing that's going to happen every episode. <laughs> this one, Aramis is pretty. Let's talk about the story then. Yeah. Let's talk about how. Well, you know what? I, I thought there was a moment there with uh, Aramis and uh, Bonister, or Bonister, Bonaire's uh, wife, Maria. Maria. Yeah. I also. I, like, I thought there was a yep. weird, awkward moment there. Yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe. <laughs> no. No, I'm with you. I totally thought that that was going to happen. Hey, if you lock eyes with Aramis, something always happens. Oh, yeah. Come I on. don't care who you are. I don't care who you or what you're attracted to. Yeah, it's your gonna heart's going to melt. Yes, Done. basically. You can stitch me up so anytime. let's talk about the stranger who came to town. Yeah. Emil. Yes. James Callis. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, when we were watching it, I was like, y'all does an after show for Arrow. And I, I was do. like, dude, he was on Arrow. Mm-hmm. He uh, shows up to town. Yes, that is yeah. correct. From we, Arrow, actually. Yeah. As soon as he, he just finished, he just, over. yeah, went back in time. Wow. <laughs> Way to interrupt. Yeah. No worries. Um, anyway, so he shows up to town. He's a stranger. We don't know who he is. Everyone's following him. Everyone wants to kill him, apparently. Uh, what did you think of him when you first saw him and met him? I was like, who is this guy first? Mm-hmm. Off. Why is everyone following him? Because we had no He just walked in and he's like, oh, drinks on me. Yeah. And he's like, he didn't, he, he wanted all that attention. So I'm like, why are people following him? He's obviously not hiding from them. So, like, what's the deal here? So it was kind of... I didn't know what to expect from this dude. I uh, I automatically assumed... Like, I mean, I obviously didn't know why everybody was following him. Was he a bad guy or whatever? But I assumed that he was probably a bad guy. But just based on the first few minutes of his personality and flirting with a girl and offering to buy drinks for anybody, like, I knew I would really like his character. Like, I knew I'd like this character. Like, this is going to be a good episode because I like this guy. He reminded me of, like, Jack Sparrow and, like, Tony Stark. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> that's a really interesting uh, crossover. Yeah, weird. I like, don't. That's I a, know. Sick, a weird, sick love child. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I um. He walked issues. in, and I was like, "Okay, like we're doing the procedural thing. Like, here's our story of the week. Here's your here's your person. Right. But um, he did have kind of a for those who watch Once Upon a Time, he was a, he had a like hook-esque thing to him back before he met Emma where he like shows up and is like I'm this playboy and I'm a bad boy and I'm you know gonna buy the drinks and meet the women and whatever Um, but it was very I was excited to see where the story went and then it went way (laughs) different than I thought and I now hate him. Way beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because we start getting the story as it progresses mm-hmm. uh, about Emil and how he's called before the king because he's essentially been doing illegal deals in the new colonies, soon to be Americas. Mm-hmm. America. Happy Fourth of July. That's right. Uh, that's why they brought the episode in this week, right? Sure. And he's essentially setting up tobacco trading farms. And doing deals that he shouldn't be doing. And behind, making his own yeah. colonies. Yeah, make, wants to yeah. make his own colony. In the name of France. In the name of France, though. yeah. So he stands in sketchy spe- business. Yeah. He's a sketchy guy. He's a patriot yeah. of France. Self-proclaimed patriot of France. Self-proclaimed patriot of France. You know he spoke English, but that's... Yes. We watch TV in English. It's like, it's like the TARDIS being there. You automatically, everybody understands the same language. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ex- except guys. the TARDIS. We nobody knows what that means. No, uh, um, I'm sure there are lots. If of If you're watching there. this channel, you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Kate, how are you feeling over there? 
I'm so know exactly what they're talking about. Like, of course I do. I can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Okay, so yes, go on, yell, tell us more. The episode progresses with Emil's character, and we find out that he's actually an illegal slave trader. Yeah. I know, and it's weird because he gets this relationship with Porthos, yeah. mm-hmm. and Porthos is really like starting to like him and almost like envy what he has going on. You know, and he he even comments to Porthos like he knew he could tell that he was from a certain part of a region because he gives him a drink from that region. Mm-hmm. We find out that Porthos's mom was a slave and was freed and came to France, but didn't do so well. Or something. It was just insinuated that like obviously something happened, whether if she was killed or. Who knows? Maybe she was taken, recaptured back into slavery. I don't know how it worked yeah. back then. He said that he was fending for himself since, since the age of five, five. Yeah. which I like. I mean, horrible, you know, background, but I like getting a little glimpse into his past because we don't really know a lot about these guys. Also, from a historical standpoint, too, because I mean, I don't really know much of my history in back in the 1500s in France, but it is very interesting to see someone of a darker complexion on the Musketeers, and you see what the world is like, and to get that little feedback on, you know, what it is, and brush. I don't know. I guess I have to brush up. On my history more but it's nice to see how it's like he basically worked his way to the top to like earn every bit of you know status that he has mm-hmm. so when he talked about being a soldier and then yeah. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. being in the military and then becoming a musketeer when that was a thing and it, it does it shows him and his hard work ethic and makes us like him and respect him and yeah see his struggles yeah. as a character just to real quick it's 1600s yeah 16 sorry yeah. no it's fine sorry. i just wanted to make sure we didn't get angry YouTube comments. <laughs> yes. Because we will. Yes, we will. And then, so slavery, I know in England, for at least, slavery became illegal in the seventeen late 1700s because it was when we were America was battling them. Mm-hmm. And slavery was illegal there, but it wasn't illegal in America when the colonies were formed mm-hmm. and all that. And then it became a thing where they had a lot of black people fighting on the America side. Anyway, totally different show. Totally different history. <laughs> Bring it back. What did you guys uh, think when you found out that he was a slave trader? I didn't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just, I was so sad because, I, like I said, I knew he was a bad guy. He was going to be one of those guys, but I thought it was like, oh, I'm really going to love this guy. Like, I you know he's like that. It's going to be like. Charismatic. Oh, yeah. Like the, oh, you, you know, and your shenanigans. But then that happened. I'm like, man, really? And I was like really hoping, even up to the end of the episode, that there would be a part of him that would change. Like, I was hoping for that because well, he, I and really he said wanted... he, he said that he was not going to trade slaves anymore. No, mm. I know. But at that point, I already knew he was full of crap. So. <laughs> yeah, they said he had a lie for everything. Yeah. He was such a sweet talker but yeah Yeah. when he didn't want to show Porthos his plans Mm -hmm. I was like wait what's going on here I don't know why that that didn't click right away I I didn't get it what's happening here when he's like talking and he's like oh let me roll these up real quick yeah um so I didn't necessarily see it coming but that's the moment for me when it clicked like this guy is not doing what he says he's doing well you know he's up to no good even from the beginning because he's like hey can I just have a few minutes and he goes up with his lady Maria (laughs) and locks the door but then they're pretending to have sex and then she's picking the lock for the window and he escapes essentially. His noises were hilarious. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we, we we just knew his character was one of those kind of scummy, sleazy kind of people. Yeah. That- I think what was really uh, confusing to me was through the episode that everyone was like, "Oh, he's a traitor! He's a traitor! He's a traitor!" So I thought like he's he's, he's a traitor. He's a traitor. No, no. They kept saying traitor. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's going has- against the crown. No, he, not a traitor. A trader. A trader. Someone who trades. Okay. Yeah, commodities. He, yeah, 
he had he was they were talking about the tobacco farms and what he was doing the sugar and whatever and I was like that's weird because they also kept calling him an explorer and so they kept going back and forth and then when they finally said he's a slave trader I was like sense. oh I see why he called himself an explorer and why everyone else called him a trader I get it because I even wrote in my note trader and then crossed it out and wrote explorer and then crossed <laughs> it out and was like slave trader oh. I hated him at the end. I wanted Porthos to punch him over and yeah. over and over yeah. again. Yeah, during the entire show, like, it was, well, not the entire, but near the end, like, I love y'all, because she's just like, punch him! Punch him! <laughs> I, I gotta say, it was, there was a, a very, um, lack, a big lack of punching. Yeah, for at least that. I mean, Porthos is gonna... He punched pull- him once. Yeah. It should have happened multiple times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. If You're you just meet saying. a slave trader, you punch him. Hey, he yes. got what he, you know, yeah. in the end, he got what's coming. Yeah. Yes. Well, before we get that far ahead, uh, as they're progressing him down the road, taking him back to France so that he can meet before the king and the cardinal, there's a bunch of people that have been following him. Yeah, like everyone is after them. So, many. so we find out that there are Spanish people, the guys in black, mm-hmm. who are following him only to make sure he gets to the the crown because it's the Spanish who brought the charges against him. And basically their orders are to kill him if he tries to escape. Mm-hmm. And then there's also some other men who are around for one of his former business partners who's basically been funding his little explorations, mm-hmm. his adventures. Those uh, were air quotes for those yeah. listening. Yeah. Adventures. <laughs> Paul Monnier. Paul Monnier. Yeah. Paul Mounier, guys. Oh. I don't even try. Mounier. I didn't even try. Listen, I speak Mounier. English. Mounier. Mon- it was Mounier. Mounier. I, yes. I, I, but I spelt it out the way that they pronounced it, and I thought it was an R at the end. No, that's In what it's spelled. Oh. Yeah, but that's the way it's spelled. Mounier. Oh. Yeah, it is, because it's French. French. It's French. I never guys. understand you, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky I can get baguettes and croissants correct enough. That enough. was actually wrong. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just kidding. I, well, I said enough. Keep going. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Paul. basically, he sent the men after them, and they ambushed them. This is when Porthos gets cut. Which well, is, cut, cut is, yes. is yeah. No, that's the he he's like an axe to the back, yeah. which is actually is good because you know you always watch shows where there's a lot of action. And it's mm-hmm. like oh, the main people never get hurt. Like no matter yeah, what right. happens, no matter how many fights they're in, and nobody ever gets injured in any fashion. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a serious injury. It could have been, but. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it was pretty intense. I mean, that was like two inches deep into his shoulder blade. He was concerned that he was going to lose his arm. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can lose your life, though. Yeah. There was an axe in him. It was bad. Embedded into his yeah. flesh. Yeah. And well, plus, I mean, okay. back, he's like, well, fine. Yeah. Well, back then, a freaking splinter is probably a death sentence with all the crap going on. So. All the diseases. Diseases yeah. and lack of Not sanitary. I, I honestly hope that next episode, he's still, at least for the first half, is still injured or. Um, you know, there's still things he can't do because I, I feel He's like still recovering. we need to see that. We need to see that there are consequences. Yeah. Or at least depending on like how fast, because they could just totally skip over it and just mm-hmm. depending on how how much time has passed right. from mm-hmm. the episode. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Or at least comment like, oh, my shoulder's hurting or something. Right. Yeah. Like, like when it rains, it, it hurts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't or, just ignore that it happened and yeah. now that it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I ask. That's all you ask? Okay. Well, I will call the writers to make sure that that happens. I mean, that's not all I ask if you're going to call the writers. (laughs) If you were going to call the writers, we need to have a certain hookup happen. But (laughs) So we do learn as well that not only is Aramis dreamy, good with the ladies, he's also good with the needle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had to convince. I don't know. I mean, Athos is obviously not in his element, but Aramis is like, we can't move him. Like, he's yeah. going to die. We need to sew him up. And Athos is like, 
no, we're keep riding. Yeah. And um, he had to, like, shake him. Yeah, he was just, like, this weird, he's like, uh, don't you care about your friend? He's like, all right, fine. Fine. I so, know the place. So at that point, did you think that something weird was going on with Athos and where they were? Or what were your thoughts? I mean, I knew he was acting weird. I didn't understand why until we saw the next scene where he was going into a place and you figure, oh, this is going to be something about his past. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. He's the always house. brooding. Yeah. I think that the house. moment before the house when they walk into town and they're like, Remy, yeah. look who's here. And everyone's like, who is that? Yeah. Um, that was the moment that I was like, oh, yeah. we're going to get some good backstory. Like he knew a yeah. place nearby. Yeah. Either either I felt we were going to get some good backstory or it was just going to be a huge teaser into like what we we were assuming we weren't going to find out for a couple episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought. I'm like, they gave us way more than I was ever yeah. expecting this early oh, in the season. Yeah. I was, I mean, to get, I mean, we'll get into it. I don't want to skip ahead too much because there was some stuff that happened in between, but I just like... For us to get the entire thing, I was thinking maybe we get a house and like a flashback again into like a field and not seeing anybody's face, mm-hmm. and then or maybe seeing right. some more things or, or flashes, but not like the actual full scene. Yeah, but you know, it moved the it moved the episode along pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yes, it certainly did. <laughs> it certainly did. So they're at the house and they're fixing for those. This is when Maria shows up mm. to save him. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Acting all injured with the men in black. Yeah. yeah, she had a good character. And it's interesting, you were talking about on IMDb, it shows she's in two episodes. Yeah. So if she's dead and buried, what do you think her aspect of if she's in a second episode will be? Will it be a flashback? Will yeah. it be... I feel she... like she's not going to be in I, the second episode. Yeah. I mean, we shipped him off. We shipped... Um, maybe she's just credited Emil for off. two episodes. Yeah, or maybe it was an error. Maybe she was supposed to show up in another episode, but then it didn't get that far because the yep. guy... Um, sorry, the actor who plays uh, Emil, he's only credited for one episode. Right. So this right. is, I think, the last we're seeing of him. And I don't feel like we're going to see mm-hmm. her without him. These, these are our procedural people. Yeah. They're right. in this episode and then they're gone. Yeah. I, I think that's a mistake. Right. It must be. IMDb, if you're listening, fix it. <laughs> you can just get IMDb Pro and fix it yourself. Oh, that's true. You don't even need that. Yo, you don't. <laughs> Anywho. Yo, you don't. No, he you does don't. That. Okay. Yo, you <laughs> or don't. Or yo. Yeah, it works. It, oh, let it happen. Just okay. let it happen. <laughs> they escape on the horse. I thought it was interesting that they just let Maria take him. Because they, she had a gun with one shot. There was a four of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what is she going to do? Shoot one of them and then just... And then she got rid of the shot in the ground. And I'm yeah. the first person that's like, why? Because you only have, like, one shot. Or, like, I don't know how those guns work. Don't you have to, like, one reload shot. it forever? You have to reload yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Because so. later when she gets shot... Sorry to ruin where we're going. No, that's where we're going. She gets shot. And the, the, um, and the like, Spaniard yes. in black... Uh, he shoots her. And then you see him reload, reload. his gun. Yeah. It's like, oh. She's silly. You were right. She was silly. I kind of felt bad for that woman because she was like so in love with this horrible guy that she would like risk her life to save him like multiple times. This is like the third time in like a day she saved him. And she died. Yeah, but you don't know that they could have been, they could have been in some open relationship. Who knows? Because she kept coming back and like saving him, even though he clearly, as we saw from the beginning, was cheating. Exactly. Do you think it was all love, or does maybe he owe her some money? <laughs> I don't even think. I mean, I feel like that could be another reason she kept totally, showing up. Yeah, that totally could have been it. Well, like, what did he say she did for him in Brazil? She, she scouted. Scout. She scouted. Scout. I mean, I feel like. I mean, she's a she's a pretty badass woman. I yeah, mean, how, I, those can't be that uh, you know easy to come by. Where you have this woman that's constantly like she's dedicated to you. She's constantly trying to save you. Mm-hmm. She's smart. You know, she's a good mm-hmm. actor. You know, like. 
There's definitely, even if he didn't really cry as much as I would think someone who actually really gave that much of a damn about someone was, I'm sure that there was at least a connection. I mean, he did seem pretty, like, he was sad mm-hmm. when she died. Yeah. You know, there was a, a little grief period of mourning, but not yeah. to the extent that I would think it was if you're like... But you have to understand, too, he's he's out traveling and exploring the world and stuff. She's probably not constantly by his side. So they're used to that. Yeah. Unless they're together, oh, exploring yeah. together. And we, we'll Aramis see. avenges her death. As only Aramis can do. Yeah, of course. Because they're, sh- they're shooting at him. You know, they said, don't shoot. We're the king's soldiers. They shoot anyway. Aramis does the business. That's what yeah. you get. Pretty much. So he escapes. D'Artagnan chases after him and finds him sitting under a tree. <laughs> As you do. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going I, I the horse, don't know no, the anything horse about horses, apparently. Yeah. What did he say? If you, like, gallop two miles two or miles. something? He, he basically rode the horse really hard for two miles, and the horse just stopped because they don't... Yeah. I mean, they don't. If they don't want to run, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, if he would have just made the horse trot along, the horse would have kept going forever, mm-hmm. and he would have escaped. Yeah, he would have escaped. That was a cute little moment. Nathaniel's yeah. like, "Yeah, farm boy, that's right. I just <laughs> yeah. schooled you." Yeah, found him, made him walk now back to so the, the horse. horse. <laughs> can, the horse should rest. And this is when we find out again. Porthos finds the maps while they're away because he couldn't go with them, mm-hmm. and we find out that he's a slave trader. And this is the moment. Like again, I'm not as clever as her because she knew like almost right away. Whereas when he pulled in the maps, like no, you can't see. I only knew as soon as Porthos started attacking as soon as him. He as punched soon as, him. Yeah, as soon as they went inside the house and he started attacking him, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Got it. We're on the same page now. Yay! I updated myself. We're good. <laughs> but there was only one punch going on track. I know. So I'm upset too. Well, there should have been more. Because Porthos tore stitches. Out. Uh, that oh, hurt gross. so bad. That, that noise was just like. Uh, I wonder yeah. how they got that noise. Do you think they like sewed up a piece of steak or something? No, in it sounded effects? like it really sounded like cloth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, so he ripped his shirt, guys. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. No, he ripped his arm off. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he doesn't need it. No big deal. So at this point, our plot splits off because we get a little bit with Athos, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, mm-hmm. and he ends up telling them to go on without him, even though that you know Porthos doesn't want to. They go on and are taking him to him as in him, uh, Emile, mm-hmm. uh, to meet the king. When they get there, he doesn't meet the king. He meets with the cardinal. Yeah. yeah. I was confused about that. I was like, wait. Well, this is only it? solidifying the fact that the cardinal runs the show. Exactly. Because throughout the plot as well, the cardinal kept talking She's to the so king. She's so happy about that. Uh-huh. She's like, yeah. yeah, he runs it. We're, he gla- runs we're glad it. that the cardinal runs the show and he's in the most. I'm, I mean, I'm sad that he's a jerk, yeah. but that doesn't... Are you? Are you sad that he's a jerk? Yeah, but that doesn't make me love him any less. <laughs> exactly. That's all that sounds. It's getting giddy in here. Uh, I love him. Oh, Peter. Basically, the Cardinal's running the show. <laughs> yes. And when he meets with the Cardinal, the Cardinal seems mad at him. And it, But before he even meets, we had a little bit with the king. Yeah, I was just about to say, I and love the, that scene because, again, it's just... Permanently ingraining into our minds how like immature the king is. Mm-hmm. What, oh, yeah. But the king did have some good ideas because he was talking about wishing he had a navy and wishing that they could explore. And even though he has this treaty with the Spanish, like how great it would be if they had ships and because you know the Spanish are getting returns on mm-hmm. their investment in yeah, ships. sugar and tobacco and, and gold and gold. And yeah, gold. and he's idolizing this Dutch ship as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should have flags. That should have French flags on yeah. it. Yeah, the cardinal was very like taken back at all that. He was like, "Oh, you surprised me." So he, maybe we need to not underestimate the yeah. king. The king so much. The king who says in this episode, "I'm not a child. I'm not a child. I'm, not a I'm a child. king." Yeah. Oh, sweetie. Oh, I that's of, cute. I thought of Joffrey. Past your bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of well, Joffrey. 
listen, common sense is for commoners. Mm-hmm. So let's just pretend that he doesn't have it. Yes, pretty much. Anyway, okay. No, we, we I got, got it. it. It's a we, quote from last I just week. expected more. That's all. Just, it was a quote from last week's episode, threw, guys. Threw it to the wall to see if it stuck. It it's, didn't. Yeah, moving. <laughs> I liked it. It was like that octopus you throw on the wall and then it just kind of goes down and, you know. No, no, no it's definitely it's not like that. A, it's like no. a gummy no. thing. No. It's, it's definitely not <laughs> no. that thing. Yes. Back to the cardinal, <laughs> which is way more important. I agree. I, I really want our audio audience to know that all those e sounds are from you and every, every time I talk about the cardinal, I just have to make an e sound for yell. It was. It, was, it makes her happy. It does. It's, a, it does. it's my giddy noise. It That's really the best does. I can do, well, guys. It was, so I can, it was established from the first episode we all watched together that like you have to make that. It noise must be done. See, it must every, be done. Every time you see the cardinal, we have uh-huh. to make a giddy noise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And done. Ryan's all down here and stuff. Boy. <laughs> Back to the cardinal yeah. and our man Emil. He basically runs down his plan with the Cardinal. Mm-hmm. The Cardinal likes it so much, he's going to invest 10000 of his own money. Mm-hmm. Livre, is that they have? Li- li- something I, French. Yeah. You guys know how. We've already established yeah. this earlier 10,000 Livre? I can never announce the words. Basically a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. He's investing his own money because this is a, an endeavor that he feels that he's going to be profitable. Mm-hmm. And as much as Porthos wants to punch him in the face... He can't. He can't. Oh, I have a he question. Can. He could have. Do you think... I mean, we know that he's running the game with the king and stuff. Do you guys think, like, is that supposed to be something that's just only profiting him on a side note? Or is that something that if that ske- their scheme was to, ca- you know, carry out? Because, the, you know, Spain thought that they were going to see the king because he was going to get punished. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he gets rewarded by the cardinal, who is acting on the king's behalf, basically, because he's running the show on behalf of the king. Was that something that was supposed to be, like... Now it's like A approved officially from France. Was that something that Spain was going to find out? Like, no, he didn't get punished. They're letting him continue to do it. Like, I wonder. That's a really interesting question. I question that too because he was supposed to be punished. He was breaking the treaty with Spain, but yet they're rewarding him. We we know that they're eventually going to break the treaty anyway. So, I mean, the expectation is regardless of getting punished or not. France is going to do something where they're going to start making money on these on the low, endeavors. Yeah, but was it going to be like on the on the lowdown or like? Well, and that's why they're using him because he is now the victim lowdown. if he gets caught. It's his fault. He's doing it, saying he's doing it on the, their behalf. Obviously, they're going to cover their and, butts. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're going to be like, no, we t- we punished him. We told him no. We whipped him, and yeah. he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. Right? Yeah, you know, that's like not us. He said us. he wasn't going to be in the slave business anymore. Yeah, he yeah. said he was giving that up. That's I'm sure that's where the story becomes. Yeah. No, no, that's not us. That's, that's him. I want to kick him in the face. Do it. Yeah. You should. Do, you should kick him in the face. Probably got kicked in the face later. We just didn't get a chance to see it on the Spanish ship. Yeah. Right? yeah. So basically, yes, the the wraps up in a tight little bow at the end, mm-hmm. where we think that the Musketeers are protecting him, but really they're selling him out. Did we? Did we think that they I were love protecting their little them? schemes, like their little acting? Yeah, they're. they're I mean, quite I didn't, actors. but somebody they're, might have. They're constantly doing Kate, these you? little schemes. I knew something was up because I knew Athos was. Wasn't there like a scene before where he gives like a little eye to Porthos, like we'll take care of it kind of thing? Well, I know, but that doesn't mean they actually did. Well, so Porthos is like, hey, I can't believe, like I can't believe this is happening, mm-hmm. which is understandable because I can't believe it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like. 
we wish there was something we could exactly. do. Exactly. Dun dun dun. And then yeah. the scheme. Yeah. The um, next scene, he's drinking and and he's getting attacked by people, and they defend him. And I was like, "What? This is." And then he's like, "D'Artagnan, take him to the ship." Yeah. I'm like, mm, "Of course." We'll save you. Don't worry. It's Hurry. Just, yeah, this is yeah. totally legit. Yeah. Which made more sense, too, than, I guess, all of them taking him on the ship. I just thought, I just thought it was very cleverly done. But he wasn't supposed to leave till, like, the daytime. Right. Um, well, then again, granted, it's daylight. You're probably going to see all the Spanish flags and stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there were no flags on yeah. that ship. Yeah. That's a well. black horse ship that... Yeah. That's where people go to die. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So that's enough about that. We'll can't probably talk about it some more throughout the later plot points. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about Athos. Yeah. Gosh, Athos. Athos. Is that what we're supposed to do? Athos. Athos. Okay. I don't think we should echo it. <laughs> Whatever. Why are my ideas always shot, man? Because <laughs> you're on that side of the table. Yeah. Oh, I, when Yelsa's on that side of the table, I give her a hard time, too. Okay. <laughs> that's well, a hard time seat. Oh, that's a hard time seat. Oh, gosh. Remind me not to sit in that seat. Let's talk about Athos. Oh. It's better when it comes from this side. Whatever. So Athos's storyline, throughout the whole episode, he was acting weird. Yes. Yeah. Very weird, especially when they're traveling and they get into this town. But I, I think throughout the whole episode, and even before they left, there's been these haunting ghosts of his past, mm-hmm. if you will. Because mm-hmm. you know, in the we, previous episodes, we see him with the necklace that has the, the impressed flower. It's the painting me of not. the flower. The, you know, the painting of the forget-me-not. Yes. And, Which, for anybody who doesn't know about flowers, now we know it's a forget-me-not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very important. Yes. Way important. Equally as important as Milady's last name being De Winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. Anne. Her name is Anne. Anne. Yes, Anne. Anne. So. Yes. Yes. He is awkward in the entire episode. But once we get into this town, we find out that he actually is the Comte de Lavrure. Comte de mm-hmm. Lafer. De Lafer, whatever. Yes, that. Uh, and French basically owns an estate. Had like twenty servants running him. Nice estate. estate. I yeah. love how humble he was about it too. He's like, well, I didn't like the servants, but then it was like, you know, twenty plus the other servant. And no, they were like, it must have, it must have been, you know, must have been a lot to run it. Nah, just twenty in the valet. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. guy. And that's why he's like, oh, I love how humble you are about yeah. it. Well, it gives <laughs> us a different opinion, though. I think of Athos because now we know he comes from money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason that at all that he should have to be a musketeer or, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, he's doing it for the desire to do it. Yeah, right. for justice. Because as we find out later in the episode, which we'll get into in like a minute or two when we talk about what transpires, but we find out he has a very, very strong dedication. Like even if this was pre-musketeer time for him, mm-hmm. he's a very strong uh Ethics about he doing yeah. what's right. Yeah. He Must, has to uphold the law. Exactly. The, the athos of it all. Ah. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> and yet, yeah, there's he, this awkward pause. He he is very dedicated to his beliefs, and that's actually we find out is what what drives him. That like him and doing what's right, regardless of the cost of doing what's right, even at his own personal, even at his own mm-hmm. personal expense, mm-hmm. make him who he is. And I think that's part of the reason he has his meltdown is because he finds that. He might have been wrong doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the things he's believed for all these years might not be right. Mm-hmm. And we knew there was going to be a little foreshadow. I mean, I, I had an idea of what was going to happen when um, Dart. Thirteen. I remember we called him Dart. <laughs> but I, I, I felt a little foreshadowing when he was asking, oh, who's that? Oh, your brother? And he's just like, he's dead. I knew immediately, like, I didn't know we were going to get as much as we did, but I knew immediately that 
okay, she did something to his brother. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to have done something to the brother. Yeah. Um, the brother Thomas. The brother he was like, Thomas. he was the favorite one. He yeah. was like, definitely. Like, he's trying to resent him. Like, he, in his brother's death, he resents his brother at the same time. Loved his brother, but resents him. Like, well, he was the favorite. And like, trying to maybe null, numb the pain a little bit of his brother's death being his fault, technically. I just think he's, he has, the two sides of it are so interesting because like, he had to condemn her to death, but he loved her. Mm-hmm. She killed his brother, but he loved him. Yeah. So he's like can't win in but she didn't, any you situation. Know, about the brother being kind of shady. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited though because I feel that as much as we basically have the whole summarized background story of what happened and transpired, that she was said to be a criminal and a murderess. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like we still have all this stuff, like yeah. juiciness to find out about how they developed into the relationship, how she wound up falling because she obviously loves him. I think right. Mm-hmm. There's obviously real emotions, whether or not she originally planned from the start to fall in love with him um, or not, and then it just happened, and then the brother had to like blow her cover, and by then it was like she probably was already really in love with him, and she's like, shut up and die. And, yeah. You know, so I just, it, it's very exciting for future, for me to know in future episodes, there's still a lot more to this that we haven't yet to sink our teeth into. Also, we still have to learn about Thomas because it said that Thomas discovers that she's a criminal and that mm-hmm. he's a hypocrite. Ah, uh, yes. And so what did he do? Even though he was the favorite, was he yeah. up to no good also? Probably. I would oh, say Thomas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Typical brothers. Typical. Always up to no good. I'm an only child. That's sad for you. <laughs> I got more presents. Psh, whatever. Because that's what everything's about is more presents. Yep. <laughs> did yep. you think that uh, D'Artagnan was going to reveal that painting in the wall of her face? I, I wanted did. it so I bad. I, I knew he wasn't going to do it, but I wanted him to just go look at it so badly there and was to no make connect the dots. He no. wasn't going to do it. That would have no. been way too much. I would have done it. I'm like, oh man, snap. Somebody ripped this. What happened to it? Like, p- pull it up and then be like, oh, yeah, I don't know. It would have been too easy and yeah. it would have developed the story a little qu- yeah, too quick. It would have been too much. <laughs> it would have, I think it would have taken us a different route. We would have discussed that situation instead of what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. We would have discussed the fact that D'Artagnan knows her. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then he would have been like, I thought she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's not. Yeah. God, milady, you are so. Mm. I thought it would have been really cool though, like while he was, uh, I'm skipping, I mean, everybody's seen the episode so by now, but it's like, I thought it was interesting that I would have loved it if, like, by as he was saving Athos from the flames, mm-hmm. that somehow he would have come across the picture and actually seen her face, but it was just in a minute of panic and stuff that he wouldn't mention it. Like, I kind of wanted, um, I wanted him to discover the painting, like, look at it as it was burning to ash, and then he couldn't figure out one way there. Means maybe it was in my head. Maybe that wasn't her. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I think that would have been really cool for him to, like, know but not know for sure what he saw. I definitely thought it was going to go a different route where Athos wasn't sure if any of it actually happened. Yeah. Because he, he was drunk and there was a fire. And mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting be because the whole time I was thinking, like, why did D'Artagnan come back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why did he, of all people, come back? Because I know he didn't want to leave, but it was yeah. really Porthos's idea. Obviously, Porthos couldn't come back. Aramis wanted to carry on. But, you know, like, why did he come back? What made him decide to come back? We don't know. Well, yeah. I think he was most, con- I just, from all I can get is that he was the most concerned about him. He was the one well, Por- the entire I mean, Por- time Porthos calling him out. Porthos was the most concerned. Yeah, yeah but Porthos is he can't. Right. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we, I mean, we'll never kind of know why, like, he actually came yeah. back, except, yeah, he was always like what's going on mm-hmm. bro you're acting weird but do you want me to go with you i'll help you out it's yeah cool. exactly let's hang out i mean i think also you have to think of it too that i think that out of all the musketeers uh d'artagnan's is uh 
developing a relationship with them, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's the older, mature brother. Well, Athos is the the most revered of yes, all the Musketeers. So he up he to is him. the one that everyone wants yeah. to be. Not to mention the fact that in the first episode, this is the guy that he thought killed his father that he was trying to go after the entire time, and mm-hmm. now it turned out that he's he would never do that. He's a great person, and now right. he's the one who put his belief that in, in uh, D'Artagnan. Dar- I'm really sorry. D'Artagnan's? D'Artagnan. D'Artagnan. That he, you know, that he could be a musketeer and stuff, aside from, like, the captain. Right. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel it was just a part of him, like, being grateful mm-hmm. to Athos, and that's why he, he carried on so much about, like, hey, what, what's up with you? What's going on? And that's why he went back for him. My personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Thank God he went back. Yeah. Yeah. That drunk guy would have just burnt right up. That poor house. So I know. Pretty. It's so beautiful. <laughs> ruining the house yeah. all the pretty paintings are now gone yeah so throughout the episode rules. though we get the little flashbacks mm-hmm. um with athos and basically the flowers that the house they have this whole field of forget me not so mm-hmm. she's pressing for him then there's a scene where she's being hung from a wagon all in white very i thought was very um and that symbolic that was interesting what she was wearing mm-hmm. yeah yes it was very interesting was it? Yes, it okay. was. Tell us why. Because it was very symbolic, and I think that the all-in-white thing is cool. <laughs> like a purity thing. Like, maybe she actually, like, I mean, I also Was think, innocent of crimes? I don't even think she was innocent of crimes. I think it was a representation of how he felt for her, because mm-hmm. he loved her so much mm-hmm. that she's pure in his eyes, but at the same time, he knows what has to be well, done. Well, he's the one that committed her to death. No, I know. Yeah. But he what I'm saying is... The law. It was, he had it was, no choice in his mind. And not to mention the fact, well, actually, I don't know if this is true. Like, white wedding gowns didn't become a thing until after Queen Victoria's wedding back in, I think, 1800s. I don't know. Fun but, fact. Uh, huh? What was that? Fun fact. Yeah. So um, so part of me at first thought maybe it was like a representation of like when they got married and making him think about that. But then I thought, no, that wasn't really a thing back in that time. But I guess for people watching, though, they mm-hmm. could have just done that because that's yeah. now what we now what we're doing. Exactly. The purity of it and all. Yeah. Well, luckily, Remy's around to save her. And that's why she's got that cut on her neck. I'm not sure if it's from the rope or from the knife. It's It's like a really intense rope burn. That's what happens when you get hung. You get a rope burn on your neck. I mean, he had to revive her. Can we talk about what she said about Remy? Yeah. Yeah. She said she seduced him. Yeah. And that's why he saved her and revived her. I'm thinking... She's crazy. Yeah. No, she's got skills. I mean, yeah. It's just probably more of what we saw with D'Artagnan mm-hmm. um, in, in that whole, you know, whatever or she... Or what she does to the Cardinal. Uh-huh, what she does to the Cardinal. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you did. That's yeah. I <laughs> um, But I think that... Um, I think whatever happened, she knew what was going to happen when he sentenced her to death and everything. So in that moment, knowing whoever would be in charge of pulling the card away or being to deal mm-hmm. with her body, she's just very smart. She's quick on her feet. She's intelligent. And whatever crime she she committed in the past that Thomas tried to reveal to Athos that she did probably still involved all these skills that yeah. she has, you know, seducing men, uh, you know, the weaponry and all her quickness. I know. And, I can't wait to find out about, like, what her life was before I know. or why she yeah. got involved with... Why she became who she is. She might have been a spy. That's what I'm saying. Like, I still think that she was supposed to do a job or something that required her to get in and close to Athos. And then along the way, she found love with him. Yeah. I mean, this has happened before in other stories. Yeah. That's always (laughs) That's been done, but it could work for us in a whole new way. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. 
the house is burnt. Mm-hmm. But she was going to kill him and doesn't because he's still wearing the necklace with the forget-me-not so impression she, on yeah, it. Yeah, there's a little hesitation when she's opened the thing and she saw the flower and she's like, wait. She's like, how, do you, how, do you, how do you still possibly love me, you bastard? Or I guess it's maybe because... I mean, she's probably, I'd be pretty pissed if someone I love tried to kill me, but uh, that's a grudge I'd probably hold for a while. But, but she's a criminal. Yeah, even if you deserved it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's a woman. Of course she would hold another grudge for no reason. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yes, I so went there. Steven, back me up. Yeah. Uh, Steven yeah. is also behind, like, protect yeah. a wall. Protect and a wall. Glass. And yeah. glass. Yeah. Yeah. Women. Two inch thick women. <laughs> typical. And that's why he's saying no, And there goes all the viewers. <laughs> but I think that um, yes. I, I I actually forgot most of what we were saying because of that whole thing. But <laughs> we were talking about how Milady, uh, you know, oh, is holding she's been a grudge bad since the beginning. I yeah. think I think it's either she. I know she obviously still probably is just very torn with her feelings about him, but also maybe because he's still wearing the necklace, she figures, oh my god, he still loves me, or oh my god, he still feels guilty. Good, it's been eating at him for all these years. Or both. Or both. Well, and we found out that it's been eating at Remy the whole time, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. When she, we found out that she killed him, and he's, he's been waiting for five he's years for Athos to anyway. come back. Mm-hmm. Basically so he could find out about what he did. Yeah. But then when she's like standing over him like, you know, you should die here with this house, she hears D'Artagnan yell for Athos too. So just and she leaves anyway. She doesn't try to stop D'Artagnan from saving right. him. So do you think she thinks he's he died or oh, no. No, 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 no. Why didn't she stop him? From it would have yeah. taken all but two seconds to slit his throat open. She didn't want to. Yeah. No, she didn't want to. There's there's still some feelings there. Whether it's, I'm sure there's a part of it that's love, and I'm sure there's a part of it that just hate. She, has, she schemes a lot to kill that dude and never actually happens. So. I think there's still more schemes that she wants to do. Because she's toying with Athos mm-hmm. from her place with the man. She, she the Cardinals. Yes. She seems to not know that he would have been in, I think she thought there, she was never intending to kill him because she said, oh, you're here. How perfect. She thought that he ran off with them when they carried on their journey with um, Emil. So when she came back, it was a shock to her because he's all drunk in a corner mm-hmm. up against something in a dark house. She had no idea that anybody was there. So it's just kind of like a thing of convenience. I don't think she was ever planning to originally kill him. Yeah, yeah, you think keep... she just wanted to burn the house down? She just down. wanted to burn the house down. You Send know? a little message. Yeah. yeah burn the memories. Because clearly know. he cares if the house gets burned down. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you know. It's it symbolic for her too. Yeah, a lot of memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So let's talk about Milady. Yeah, she's, talk about her. Yeah, I mean she's not the cardinal, but she's probably up there. Yeah, no, I love her. Yeah, she's got some power. She's pretty amazing. She's got some pull. Again, respect for the strong female character mm-hmm. in in back in the 1600s. Yeah. <laughs> Except she goes to see one of our friends who isn't really a strong female character at all. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that Constance is not a strong female character. She has saved D'Artagnan multiple multiple occasions. And she always speaks her mind. She's got a mouth on her, which women are not supposed to have back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, Regardless that she's a commoner. No, she's not. She's She's not not evil and manipulative and cunning. That's why I like my lady. She's evil and manipulative. Right. I'm glad that we know what kind of women you're into now. (laughs) Duh. With green eyes. But Constance is a very uh, smart, Mm -hmm. and she is also capable of holding her own against Milady. That conversation between them was great. Even though she was scared? She was scared, but she held her own. Yeah. 
I also think that she has a right to be intimidated. This because Milady is obviously has more stature than her. She is. She is. I mean, she's above a commoner. She's mm-hmm. not like a. I don't know. It's not a lord. She's. I don't know what she is. Whatever of, she is of wealth. She is mm-hmm. of wealth. She's of at means. a higher a higher class. And for this person of such a higher stature to be coming here, no personal business about her husband. That she has no idea how he could she could possibly know. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a delicate threat to her and her her being her well-being and her husband and i mean it's more i would be more insecure not that she's scared but more because she doesn't know what the hell is going on right or who this person is or how she knows d'artagnan so. yeah and then when she brings up d'artagnan she's like i would have well. a crush on him right yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't mess with that guy yeah i kind of like him. they both have a crush on he him. keeps on yeah. kissing me not like with you know because i got a cover for him but like the last time it felt good so <laughs> gave me the tingles yeah felt a little weird oh god i i hate her husband can i just say through all these episodes. We won't see him very much. Yeah, sure. he's not around. No, Whatever. I know, but I just, Mm-mm. I really, I, that's going to be gone. I, yeah, but we have to also understand too, like, you know, her meekness or whatever you might seem to, that is her also trying to remember like her, her place, but just mm-hmm. the way her husband, ta- I hate him. <laughs> I'm glad we won't see him that often. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Milady does show up though, again, at the very end mm-hmm. to D'Artagnan. She's just like lurking in just the like, shadows. Just like, hey, by the way, I'm still here. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. And the fact that she told she didn't I thought it was interesting that the milady didn't mind exposing um her relationship with D'Artagnan to someone who Constance could easily mention it in front of any of the other musketeers. Well, she mentions it to D'Artagnan. I don't think she'll mention it to other people. Right. I mean, yeah, but she doesn't know it's the importance. No, milady tells her this because she's trying to bother her and make her jealous and, yeah. and get she under her skin. Her to she's yeah, yeah. scheming again. Yeah. She's yeah. setting up for the next time right. that Constance is going to play a big role in whatever she's planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, anyway, she shows up to D'Artagnan. And it, I like the fact that they didn't reveal all the way that like they both know each other. That Athos and D'Artagnan mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. have a relationship with the lady. I mean, now Athos knows she's back. D'Artagnan knows she's in town. But at the same time, I feel like there's going to be something that's going to blow up between the two of them later. Yeah. Down the line. First episode, I said she reminded me of some sort of weird suedo ninja. And you guys are like, no. And I'm like, dude, she's totally like like some French ninja. Like, she's like appearing out of the shadows. She's lurking around, killing people really quick and stealthy-like, and then vanishing without a trace. She's I don't just really awesome. think ninja is quite yeah. the term that I would use for it. Awesome. She's got skills. Yeah. Just amazing. Pay those bills <laughs> with the cardinal. Yeah. All right. So if you guys are tuning in to our after show, we thank you. We appreciate you. We do thank we you. Do. Yes. You thank can check you. us out on iTunes. You can download our podcast or one of our many other podcasts that we do, all of which are free. What? No I know. Way. Is that like not mind blowing that everything is free? Unbelievable. How Unbelievable. many hours do these people put into this stuff and they're not getting Hundreds paid at all? Hundreds of hours. No pay. <laughs> all for you, the fans, because we're fans. Yeah. This is what we do. And this is what we love. So thank you guys. Feel free to leave us comments. Give us a five-star rating. Check out Maria Menounos' new book, Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. Awesome. We're pointing to it. If anybody's not watching the YouTube channel, we're pointing to it right now. It's you can very get pretty. it on iTunes. It's on the bestsellers page what? for Diet and Fitness. You can yeah. download a digital awesome. copy. Nice. Right there. While you're listening to our podcast. Boom. And on one of our many other shows. And they got mm-hmm. recipes in it and exercise techniques. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So... Now that we've seen a little bit more of the Musketeers, do you still feel like it's very procedural, or do you think that it might get away from that? I think it's it's becoming more and more procedural yeah. every week. 
I think you're going to have those the overarching stories that are going to go the whole season, but like they're going to be tiny compared to the procedural. Okay, so based on what we saw today only, then, if the episodes are procedural, but we get the amount of information in each episode that we got today, mm-hmm. is it going to even bother you that it's procedural? No, not at all. No. I mean, it also wouldn't bother me that it's procedural because I love procedurals. Everyone, I do too. Everyone who knows my TV habits knows that it's mostly procedurals. Yeah, I agree. Right to the point, get it done. Yeah. That little bow. Don't Here's wait. a story. You don't feel like you're dying to know information about someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they have this amazing, I don't know how they're doing it on Musketeers. It's just amazing that we have, here's this tight little story beginning to end. But also, here's so much information that you are dying to have. Yeah, and they, it fits together yeah, so nicely. They balance it really well. Mm-hmm. Well written. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, let's talk about what we think is going to happen next week. Because it's time for predictions. Oh. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. What? Yeah. Liz, what do you think is going to happen next week? Oh, man. We saw all kinds of stuff in the, the yeah. trailer. But mm-hmm. I keep thinking the trailers are like things to come for the whole season, not necessarily the next episode. Yeah. It's, it's confusing. Because the thing that stuck out to me more than anything was Constance putting the moves under Tanyan, mm-hmm. saying you can't tell anybody. Now, that was clipped to look like she was putting moves, but we didn't really ever see her yeah, touch no. him, and yeah. who knows if that dialogue is actually from that scene, but who knows? Liz, what do you think? Yeah, Liz, what do you think? I don't know, man. Yeah, Liz, what do you think? Oh my god, so much pressure. Stop it. <laughs> Liz, what do you think? <laughs> Stop it! Liz, what do you think? All right, Liz, that's what just do you think? Liz, what, what do you think? think? I feel like I'm schizophrenic. These are all my voices in my head. Um, so, I think that... I well, mean, no one was talking. Yeah, what question are you answering? <laughs> What's happening? What are you talking about? Burn them all. Burn them all. <laughs> That's where I saw that leprechaun. He told me to burn things. Uh, I think that we're going to get probably another story that we're, we could only know so much of what it would be because, you know, last week's episode, this week's episode, there's always a side story that has nothing to do with the transgression of the actual story itself. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm not really sure. I'm sure it'll be great. I'm I like each episode more and more. So I'm hoping the fourth will even trump this third one. Yeah. Uh, and I hope that if there's any more, you know, jackasses that deserve to be punched more than once in next week's episode, I hope they get punched more than once. Thank you. And I uh, I don't know. I really want to see some more. I liked the little sparks in last week's episode. I know I missed it because I was sick, but I liked the sparks between Aramis and the and queen. The queen. Mm-hmm. I hope that we get to see their relationship develop into whatever could possibly develop. I actually thought in the preview that that was the queen and I didn't, I kind of just glanced up from writing my notes so I didn't see who it was. I actually thought that was the queen and Aramis so I got excited but now that I know it's not. Um, same thing with uh, D'Artagnan and um, Constance. Constance. And I just, I really want to see I want to see a little deeper into what what um, Milady is is planning. I want to see more of her plots and how that like divulges into the storyline little by little. I mean, she, she we we kind of skipped over it. She had that whole little scene with the cardinal that she was talking to him. Um, oh, we talked. About oh, we talked about it. Down you, about the skills. Yeah, is that where I zoned out? Was talking about an octopus there are voices flopping in down your the head thing? Probably at that probably. point. That's probably it. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Kate, what do you think? I think all of that. Yeah. So I'm gonna put but, a thousand words or less this time. <laughs> um, Treville. The guy Mr. That, Treville, he Captain. was in Captain. the in the ne- in the trailer for next week, but like you said, we don't know what's actually next week and mm-hmm. what's the entire season. But I want to know like where D'Artagnan stands 
in becoming a musketeer? Like, is there steps? Is there like a time period? Is Does he, he have to pass? He's not challenges. What is it going to take for him? Because he just and like he's just hanging out with them. Well, he doesn't have a train. hat yet. Well, no, because in the book, in terms of, <laughs> I mean, it's not the book, obviously, and it's very procedural. So I feel like the season finale will him be. A, but I want them to address it. Like, okay, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. You need to do this to become a musketeer, well, and we'll teach you. But a, I want it laid out. Like, I agree. There's some acts that he achieves, and in, in, in the. In the book, he actually saves the day in relationship to uh, the queen mm. and the king, and there's some some controversy with that. And he like basically helps the musketeers like thwart this issue, and he beca- they basically and that's induct why him. He becomes- yeah, because he like saves the day, they induct him in. So like until that point where that was just a you know it just happened, it wasn't planned. He just hangs with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and he goes there because he wants to become a musketeer. So right. hanging with him is the way to go. Yeah. All right. So at this point he is not a musketeer. Mm-hmm. But I want that, and I want the constant D'Artagnan scene to actually happen and not yeah. be a trick. Um, I think they're misleading us, and that the constants. Yep. But uh, I wish I agree. Darty thing is a trick. I think honestly because we saw the captain uh, speaking to Aramis, and he says, "You know, be careful with what you're you're like. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing with fire, or whatever he says." Um, I think that has something I think he's gonna see like eyes between the the queen. the queen and him. That's what I think. Oh the yeah the Aramis is gonna get caught. Yeah. yeah. Making eyes at her. Um but I think that now that I understand more about how um D'Artagnan becomes a musketeer, I think that Milady's plot that is going her to overarching. her overarching season long manipulations, that's gonna be what he um at the end of the season Thwarts that's end. a big reveal thing. And that's, yeah, why, and he that's why he becomes a musketeer. That's my theory. It's a good one. Um, also, I stand by my statement, Milady <laughs> and the Cardinal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean, creepy. he killed the last one. He's got to be doing something. Right, he needs someone. <laughs> yeah, I think the Constance and uh, D'Artagnan thing is a trick as well. I don't yeah. think that they're actually going to hook up it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're not going too to. Too oh, soon. no, they will. Yeah, they will. When yeah. in, in, the, in the book, they do get <gasps> together, but she's not married <laughs> as well. So, Oh, she's not married in the book. Oh, there you go. Oh. Well, well I don't think she'll be married very long. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> he's a loser. Did they yeah. divorce back then? They, just, they probably just kill him. I had uh, news. Oh, you did? Well, let's talk about that right now. After Buzz TV News. Good thing I remembered that I had news. We have a soundbite for that? Yeah, of course. What? Um, Start bringing in more news and you'll have a soundbite. I found an interview with Porthos uh, actor Howard Charles where he talks about um, his connection with Porthos, how he feels that he relates to him and also his acting technique and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It was very, very interesting and I will tweet that out for everyone. Um, Soon before next episode. <laughs> um, so, probably so yell, yeah. if you're going to tweet it out, tell me, where can the fans find more about you? Wow, smooth transition. That was, nice. <laughs> that was so nice. I like Especially it. the way he talked. Yeah, that was a good transition. So, why don't you tell them where they can find more about you? Alright, uh, the people can find me online at yell.tv that's Y-A-E-L.tv and on Twitter, Instagram, Google+, and YouTube. At Yell Teagle, that's Y A E L T Y G I E L. 
Yes, Liz. Where can the fans find more about you? Because it's that point of the show. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on other panels, such as Sword Art Online that I filmed earlier today. And you can also find me on the Dominion panel on Thursdays with my lovely co-host, Yell. Yeah. Kate Aquilano. Such a good... So, like I can't express how well you say the last name. It's really hard. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Aquilano, and you can find me on the um, panel Wednesday for Young and Hungry. How do you spell Kate Yeah, Kate Aquilano. How do you spell that? You spell it A Q U. I-L-L-A-N-O. Oh. That's Kate Aquilano, in case you didn't catch that. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, because that's what I do. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate you. We will see you next week here at AfterBuzz TV. Catch you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 